listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm sick of picking the pieces and second guessing the reasons why you don't trust me. Why must we do this to one another? We are just passionate lovers with trouble under the covers. Nothing worse than when you know that it's over. Assassinate my character Money, matrimony, yeah, they trying to break the marriage up Who gon' act phony, yeah, who gon' try to embarrass ya I'ma need a day off, I think I'll call Ferris up Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast Your host Rod and Karen And we're back in the house for another episode on a Thursday Live for the people on Ustream that wanna chat Yep, yep All the people out there that, uh, you know, care to listen live You can find time in your busy schedule I'm sure you're at work right now and you're scared that your boss is going to come catch you chatting. And I understand. But, uh... <laughs> but you can at least listen to us. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, first of all, thanks for all those people. But, um, today we don't have Will and Justin. They, uh, actually got, you know, caught up with other things. So it's just an old school retro episode of me and Karen. I know. We're kicking it old school, ain't we? By ourselves live. Yeah, we had to kick uh, Justin out of the attic. Yeah, Justin had to, <laughs> he had to get out of the attic for a few days and do some things, but uh, they'll, uh, I think Justin will be back next next week possibly, and I know Will has some stuff going on with his son and soccer and all these great things you have to do in your parent. Yes, sir. That I don't have to worry about up top, dog. Up top for real. Um, Alright, so uh, of course, what you're listening to right now is the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. And you can find this show a whole bunch of ways. Uh, we're on Ustream, like you're listening right now if you're hearing it. But if you're one of those people that caught it on the podcast, then uh, you might be checking us out uh, by going to iTunes and search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Um, so whatever iPhone or iPod that you stole that has it on there, that's how they put it on there originally. Yep. 
Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Just join our group, The Black Guy Tips. Just search for that on Facebook, and our group will come up. Um, you can also find us on Podomatic and the Stitcher Radio app for your phones, where you can stream our episodes straight from your uh, phone. Yes, and shout out to those who got Stitcher radios in their cars. So you are riding to the Black that's right, cruising on out, man. Um, and I, you know, I feel bad for the people that don't get here early for when I do show prep because they miss out on my karaoke. Ah, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> and that's the best part of the show to me. Yeah, I pay for them titties, get your own. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, also when you go to the blackouttips.com, which is our website, you can do a myriad of things there. Okay. Uh, we have a store, mm-hmm. so you can buy items from the store, and uh, we're pretty interactive. If you let me know there's something in there you want changed or something you want created, I will make it for you if it's at all possible. Yes. And I've, I've actually custom made uh, an up top T-shirt. Yes. And somebody bought it today. They got it today, actually. Woo-hoo! And he said as soon as he got it, he showed it to his wife, and now she wants one. Yay! So that's cool, right? I like that shirt too. Yeah, the Jackal was uh, the person who ordered that shirt, man. Thank you. And thanks, guys, because every time you buy something from the store, part of it goes to us. Yes. uh, Which shows support and it helps finance, you know, things like paying a higher level on a monthly basis for the show. Yeah, because we thank you for all the downloads, but y'all cost nothing has to do with upgrade. Yeah, but it's cool. Let me upgrade you. Right, it's cool though, cause like yes, you know the is. show gets more successful, and then you see like, man, we're number one comedy again, man, we're number one comedy yes. again. But then you look at the overall rankings, all of a sudden we're twenty five in the rankings, we're fifty in the rankings, and out of thousands and thousands of podcasts, and it's all you guys. So, guys, we thank you for spreading the word. We thank you for telling your friends. We thank you for the people that are bold enough to take two black people on the mug to work. We thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, Canuck Duke, took a picture of our mug at his work uh, cubicle. And yes. I'm like, wow, man, that's... I don't even know if I would do that. No. I, I'm on the show. Yes, I'm on the show. And I would not <laughs> take a mug of us to, jo- to my work. Yeah, and no, we're wishing... Also wishing uh, Bomani Jones a happy Her early birthday. birthday yeah, um, happy birthday, Bo. And uh, the other thing, too, you can do that. You can donate to the show if you you want the money just go directly to us you can donate through paypal and stuff like that if you don't want to deal with uh buying any items or you know maybe that's too much and you can do recurring donations they start at like five dollars a month and i I think they go up to 50 but i don't think i i'll be surprised if anybody ever signs up for 50 dollars a month that's a bill yes (laughs) and not only that we would have to change our audience Right, that's like somebody's cell phone right there. Yes. But hey, if they do, that's cool though, man. But I ain't hey, mad at them. Uh, all kinds of ways to show support to the show. Um, other ways to show support is just retweeting uh, the tweets that promote the show. Um, yes. You know, uh, it's, it's telling your friends. Telling uh, your families. Yeah, personal recommendations go a long way. Yes, um, they do. On iTunes, when you leave a five-star review, yes. that goes a long way, and we read every five-star review on the show. Yes, we do, and also that uh, upside ranking in iTunes too. So yeah, we, we do, guys. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, we read every five-star review on the show, regardless of content. So, yep. even if you hate the show and you have something bad to say, just put it in there. And put five stars, and I'll read it on there. We will. We even recognize the haters. Yeah, if I see one star, I just don't even read. I'm just nope. like, oh no, no, nope. don't care what that person got to say. Nope, not following instructions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I really think those personal recommendations go a long way because how much cool shit, music-wise and radio-wise and movies, have you 
checked out because a friend recommended it. Like, maybe you even knew, like, okay, uh, I know about Planet of the Apes. I know about this movie. But then one of your friends says, I saw it. It was the shit. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to check that out. Yes. So, uh, that, I mean, you know, don't just because you don't have money doesn't mean you can't support, support the, the show. show. It's not yes. just about getting money. people's money no, and whatnot. No, it's not, guys. Um, also, speaking of interacting with fans, you can call the show when we do our live feedback shows. 704-557-0186. Talk to us live on the air Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Normally, we start around 10. If, if, you know, everything's going okay with Karen, just uh, follow our tweets and you can see exactly when we're starting. Uh, uh, I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm at Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. Um, and you can email the show to theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, that's always cool when y'all guys do that. We read the emails on the show. And you can also send in your pictures of your food for our We Cook Medium. Uh, and I was talking to Adjutant J last night, mm-hmm. and he was saying how Elon James has food porn, mm-hmm. and Kanye Brad, she has food porn on her blog too. Mm-hmm. And he said what we're doing is more like amateur food porn. And I, oh, yeah, I, we're, we're, we're the Cinemax of the food industry. No, not Cinemax. That's softcore, Karen. It's um, completely different. Okay. Amateur porn is like... Oh, talking about at the house with the shaking camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know okay. what? I like that porn better anyway, so I, I, I yes, prefer that. that's real life. Sometimes you need to change a change up, okay? I don't need perfectly manicured, uh, fake boob women to yes. get out. Sometimes I want to see reality, and that's what we're about. Yes, the reality of, of sex. And the reality of food, for oh. more importantly, for our yes. blog. Uh, or sex with your food, if that's what you choose. To um, do not send us pictures of sex <laughs> with your food. Don't listen to Karen. That's ratchet. <laughs> Um, and of course, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And this episode is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. And they're having a little discount if you if, for people that are fans of the show. And I'm not going to put all this on the website, so you, people listening live, you guys will find out now. And then people who... You know, come in on the on the on the and download the podcast. They'll find out. But if you don't, if you haven't listened to the show, you, you won't. You might not know. You know, if you're behind on shows and you don't get caught up within seven days, you might lose out. But here it is, in honor of Shadow Dog Productions' recent 50th episode sponsorship milestone. That's right. They have paid us 50 times, Karen. Wow. Exactly. Um. With the Black Out Who Tips podcast, we're offering a 10% off of all po- for all the podcast fans for the next seven days. So that means next Thursday is when this ends. Okay. All right. All you have to do is use the coupon code CrayCray when it's time to check out. That's dedicated to Gabby. Uh, that's... Karen, that's just dedicated to Cray Cray all over the world. I, I made that word up long before I met Gabby. Um, and Cray Cray, of course, is all lowercase, one word, no spaces. Cray Cray. Um, so even though Kanye West stole my word, he didn't take the whole Cray, the whole Cray Cray. He okay. just said Cray. So anyway, yeah, you basically you guys can uh, use use that code. You get ten percent off when you check out, uh, and it'll apply to your entire order. Um, it's good for DVDs. Downloadable videos, all their audio plays, including the one that we started in Can. Yes. Directing shit. Yes. Because you was directing shit. Yes. So, I mean, 10% off for 99 cents. Think about that. That's you know what I'm saying? That's, That's nine cents. 
That is that is now now you're balling. That's less than the dollar store. You can't even get those bargains at the dollar store. Nope. So yeah, go ahead and that's a, and also man, every time you guys click on those links, I have a link up at the site, but it's shadowdollproductions.com, of course. But I have the link up uh, tonight when I put the show up. But just remember, every time you do something like that, it's 99 cents, which is, seems like it's nothing to, to whatever. But it shows our sponsors that we have a react uh, audience that loves to interact and that yeah. reacts to what we say and that has buying power and things like that. And you know, specifically for uh, black. Uh, audiences, yes, they, they, it's very important that we communicate that. Yes, because they think you guys don't exist. So you out there listening, a lot of folks think y'all don't yeah, exist. Yeah, like if you wonder why Tyler Perry keeps getting movies, it's because the shit that Dollars. people really enjoy, we don't really support. And this is an easy way to show support. So um, just throwing that out there to you guys. And also, we need to plug all these shows we all man. Yeah, we've been busy, ain't we? We were on uh, Scarcasm Live last Friday. Well, yes, ca- we were. For Casual Conversation. Conversations, yes. And uh, who all was there? It was me, you, Scar, Sherry, and Jaybird360. Yeah, Jaybird360 was there. Um, and we talked about all kinds of stuff, man. It's, it's a casual conversation like it is live. Uh, and then, of course, she, Karen, you on Starcasm Live by yourself for the playlist show. Yes. What kind of music were y'all doing? Well, what's the playlist show, first of all? Oh, the playlist show is a show that actually Adjective J actually came up with the idea, and Scarfinger picked it up. And what he does is that he has songs that are in his iPods, mm-hmm. and he uh, talks about them and plays them uh, for people who've never heard of them before and things like that. And they started a music genre, I think, um, Adjective J, Sherry, and Scar did one on Make, make Music, but ours was on Booty Shaking Music. Booty Shaking Music? Mm-hmm. Y'all was in there shaking y'all butts? I was shaking mine. I can't speak for Scott, but I was shaking mine. Well, I don't want to ruin the surprise to tell everybody what's on the track list. Can you just give us, like, one song that you came up with? An old school song. Um, the, one of my first songs that I really, really shook my booty to mm-hmm. is Doody Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know about Doody Brown. Yes, and I didn't know it was made It was made by two hype boys and a dog. That's right, That man. was the name of the group. That's back when Michael Vick and black people, that was before the riff with dogs. Ah, yes it was. It was about peace. <laughs> and Mike Vick came along and fucked everything up. <laughs> um, and then also I was on Where's My 40 Acres. I don't know if it's out yet, but uh, of course that's the podcast about hip hop uh, where they, uh, you know, are bacon haters. You know, they, they're they bacon burners there. They believe in... Burning bacon? Yeah, they believe in frying bacon to a crisp. Oh. That's right, Karen. I know. I'm not, a, not, I'm not for that. No, you don't need your bacon like that. But that's what they believe in, so they pick on everybody's bacon. All right. Specifically my bacon. But, um, but yeah, I went on there and I uh, confronted those bacon haters. And we had a, a lot of good conversation. We talked about Tyrese's book. Which will come up in this podcast because shit went crazy. Um, and and lastly, I was on the Negro Majority with Adjective J, and that show is up. And of course, I'll link all these shows to our site, so you can have one central location where you can see our guest spots and all that stuff for for people that want to just go one place and listen to it all. Yes, and the show with me, Scar and Sherry. I don't think that show is up yet, but it will be up soon. It's all right. Live. All right. Cool. Um, so, alright, man. First of all, man, you know how I was thinking this week. What couples, married couples, we've been married for, I guess it'll be nine years in the next week. Yep, be nine years. What married couples talk eight hours a week, every week? No, 
for, for the last like years of change, we talk eight hours a week, and no one is no casual conversation. It's really not about shit. Uh, but we talk. I mean, because I never do the show without you or whatnot. Yeah. We talk eight hours a week. Like, how many couples can't fucking stand to talk to each other? They just, like, you've been together a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you might have been married a year. You're already like, how's your day at work? Oh, shit. I don't I didn't, I shouldn't ask that. Now I got to hear the answer. <laughs> so I don't know, man. 20 minutes. It's kind of cool, right? I mean, I don't get tired of doing the show, but essentially, no, I don't the show is talking with you and our friends and then people we meet, and random and stuff. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we do. We do talk a lot, and I enjoy it. Yeah, and you can talk, because then we get off the air, and then you talk again, and then <laughs> get in the car, and I'm trying to listen to music, and then you start talking again, and... You know, I'm trying to go to sleep and just start talking, so... I, mean, I do talk a lot. I'm not as bad as I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I clear, man, I was that little kid you want to punch in the fucking face and say, Shut the hell up! Mm. I was that kid. Well, I don't know. That can still be true, but I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying, it's something I've about con- the I've mic. I've controlled it now. I've controlled it. Okay. Well, I don't even want to know what it's like then, what you're not holding back, you know? It's bad. Um, <laughs> so, alright. I was on Where's My 40 Acres, right? We, yes. You know, they have a moment in Tyrese that yes. they do every show, and I... You know, I contributed my own music there because I think they had their theme music that Brandon was singing, and it was good. But I, I thought I, I thought I found some more appropriate theme music, so I went ahead and performed it. Was Shorty Short Stacks there? No, Shorty Short Stacks wasn't there. Oh. I'm talking about the actual real theme music to the show. Um, uh, and some people they may have recognized they may recognize what I'm about to play. Let me let me look this up for y'all, but. But, uh, you know, it, it's something that I thought immediately uh, when I think Tyrese. I always think this. And I think it's a good clip to play. So so why don't we, uh, you know, why don't we go ahead and play that for these people out here in, in, in Radio Land. Um, you know, for those of y'all that, that might be up on this. Maybe it's going to date me. Maybe it's going to make me seem old. But how many of y'all actually remember this right here? Perfect clip for a moment in Tyrese. <laughs> Always need to stop. You gotta touch your headphones at the end when you say yeah. To you can't just yeah yeah. And then, That's what anybody knew who the hell he was. Yeah, and and now this dude is the most ratchet person. This shit on the was planet. 1994. Good God. So, all right, that led to us. Of course, they read a clip from the a moment in Tyrese, and I believe it was uh, Big Twan who actually looked up Amazon, on Amazon some reviews for. Tyrese's book, okay. Get Out of Your Own Way. Uh-oh. What, did two people commented? So, well, 35 out of 42 people found this person's review helpful. Okay. The person's name is Ron Ledford. Okay? Ron left a review on Amazon about the book. And I read this review and was like, I hope he's joking. Okay. But, you know, if you don't mind, let's get into the review. He says, I ordered this book and sent it to my mom in Oklahoma. I was on the phone with her when the UPS man dropped it off at her house. She tore it up like it was Christmas and read the inside jacket. She said, this is good, and hung up the phone. That's right, she hung up on her son. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't get her back on the phone for three days. So, much like Jesus. <laughs> she dropped dead, resurrected three days later. <laughs> she was so happy to get Tyrese's book. Wow. When she finally returned from her trance she was in and said she finished the book, it was the best book she has read in many decades. My mom is old. Is she Methuselah? <laughs> the reason why she isn't leaving this response and I am is because she doesn't own a computer. Yeah, his mama is old. This is what she told me to tell everyone. That they should read this book because Tyrese, this man, is a genius. And everyone should know about it. Tyrese is a genius. Wow. I've read your tweet, son. Uh, let's see. Sorry, son, but he is and you're not. When are you going to write a book like this? Well, you can't write one like this, but try and write another one. Maybe a pop-up book or something else for kids. Yeah. Wow. That's some mean stuff to tell your son. You know? It is. Anyway, she thought it was a great book and everyone should read it. Sincerely, Ron Ledford. And people responded to this. Uh, Mrs. P said, tell your mom thanks for her review. I think I'm going to go get the book. God bless. And Ron said, I called her to tell her, but the answering machine just said in her own voice, like it was saying somebody else's voice, right? Okay. Rereading the Tyrese book again and taking notes for later's book for later's book class. Call me back when I'm done. And he says, how am I supposed to know when she is finished with this book again? I say three days. That's how long it took it the first yep. time. Now tell me that one. She needs to put it down every every once in a while and answer the phone I gave her. But you know how moms are. God bless you also. My mom would have said God bless you too, but I can't reach her right now, question mark. Does she have sex with this book? I don't know. And then TB says, hi, your review is hilarious. Mrs. Hubbard says, love it. Thanks, Ron's mom. Tell her I'll buy a copy just because I trust her review and her review only. He he, keep God first. A lot of religiousness in these reviews. Yes, it is. And then R says, your mom sounds pretty ratchet. I'm glad you made her suffer by reading this book. <laughs> I wish she had more faith in her son than she does in Tyrese. Well, Ron, I believe in you. I do too. You can get out of your own way by never reading this book or attempting to write anything similar to it. Thanks for your review. <laughs> okay, that one was by me. <laughs> so then I got I got obsessed because all right, this dude left his full name, and I was talking to people where's my forehead because I thought I'm gonna find this dude. Mm-hmm. So I searched the internet high and low. I'm looking on Twitter and. I was all kinds of Ron Leffords on Facebook. It's hard. You never know. Yeah, to narrow that down. Yeah, so I, I searched Tyrese and Ron Leffords. I saw one tweet from this account, and on the account, it just it was like a joke to Tyrese. And um, I looked at, I think Tyrese was saying a tweet about spending $800,000 or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, here's an easy way to spend some money on a helicopter because he sells helicopters or something, right? Okay. Now, I don't know if that's the guy or not, but then I go on Facebook and it's, you know, a billion Ron Ledford's, but I see one that looks like he has the same background as the person who sent that tweet to Tyrese. Okay. Like he worked in some type of helicopter dealership or something, something. right? So I click on his name and I send him a message. And I said... Hey, did you leave a review on Amazon.com for Tyrese Gibson's book? 
how to get out of your own way. And then he responded back the next day, yes, I did for my mom. Did you like the book too? And I said, no, not a f- <laughs> no, not a fan of the book on Ty- or Tyrese. Saw your review on Amazon, and I was wondering if it was really if it was being sarcastic or not. I love a sarcastic response to it, but I'm gonna go back and delete it because you were being serious. Have a good day. And he says, "Thanks for a deletion, but everyone needs to speak their own mind. I love to hear others' thoughts and feelings since I have no feelings of my own. Maybe his mom killed him with all those negative things she said. Aww. So I said, okay, maybe I'll leave it up. Did you read it yourself or just your mom? And wasn't it mean for her to say you wouldn't write a book as good as Tyrese? I believe you can. Hell, anyone can. Yes. And so Ron replied back, I knew if you wrote back to me, I would have to tell you. My mom didn't say any of that. I made it up. <laughs> I'm a writer and everyone is thinking I'm a moron. So I started a company here in Amsterdam called Moron. Because his name is Ron. Wow. Yes. I just wanted to see if I can write something that people would think is real and funny also. Did you ever guess that I made it up? To tell you the truth, you wouldn't have want to hear what my mother really said. Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounded like she's racist or something. I'm like, <laughs> that sounded like she was like, who is this black man on this book? Yeah. Is this a damn nigger book? You know they can't read or write. Is this a joke, Ron? You really are a moron. Um, she isn't such a nice person. Now, I did get that from this review. I clearly thought his mom's probably a bitch. Um, and this is why I sent her the book. See, he did make her suffer. Uh-uh. Maybe telling her like it is is something she needs to hear. As always, from a loved one, it comes off as being mean and hateful. Tyrese and I have talked on several occasions, and you are the only one that knows it is not real. Classic. <laughs> 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 They they why criminals get caught. They must tell someone about how cool they think they are right now. I'm telling you because you seem genuinely caring about what you say and how it affects people. I, on the other hand, don't. Ah! This nigga has no idea. <laughs> but I do try to make the most of a situation. Try and laugh my way through it by helping others laugh. Also, I was also just trying to help someone I thought needed it. Hostess doesn't dismay you about my general intentions on the subject, question mark. And it doesn't. Ron, I don't give a fuck, honestly. But I, but I do find it hilarious. He made a fake review on Amazon. And then real people came in like, I love it. God bless you for giving your mom the gift of ratchetness. <laughs> <laughs> now she will not be shit just like the people who love Tyrese. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, isn't that crazy? That's classic. I just randomly looked this dude up and he really did make... Now, I didn't tell him about the podcast. Maybe I'll tell him about this episode and he can uh, go check, check it, it out, out for himself but um yeah I just, I just thought that was fucking phenomenal and he yeah, did make it up cool. and now of course everybody knows that Ron Leffert is a liar and his company is ran by a liar but hey we're only the number one comedy podcast on Podomatic not too many people can be listening to this in Amsterdam no <laughs> <laughs> But, no, I, I don't even think Amsterdam is on the list. We got symbols from China, oh but I don't think God. Amsterdam is on the list. Oh, man, but he really gave it to his mom. <laughs> and she, you know she was like, nigga, fuck you. You think I'm stupid? <laughs> You're the moron, not me. 
Reading this darky book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, we got random thoughts. Um, so, uh, on Twitter, I, you know, Chuck D, the rapper, mm-hmm. uh, one of my uh, heroes as a child, uh, somebody that whose music I looked up to, uh, the first person my dad actually wanted me to listen to that rap mm-hmm. was Chuck D. Um, of Public Enemy. And he follows me on Twitter. And, of course, I follow him back. And every once in a while, you know, I, first of all, I, I, you don't ever see this dude tweet without dropping knowledge. Period. Like, Chuck, Chuck D is that, he's that ill. Like, I don't know if it's possible for him to waste a tweet. You know, like, I, like uh, matter of fact, I will look his Twitter up live on the air right now. Most amazing rap shit ever. The great cannabis fitting head to head with the lion on stage. Smoking groove. 98 rappers always tried the impossible. So he's inspiring you, Karen. He also said, Day in history, August 25th, Terminator X. And he links you to something where you can learn. I mean, this dude just he never takes a day off. I think today you got to get you got to give to get. Sweep people into your art and hold them there in an exciting way. This man drops nothing but knowledge, Karen. After 91, I removed myself from those pressing advertising campaigns to sell, sell, sell. My attitude is still the songs are there if you want it. Even the thousands of concerts, it's up to a promoter to be tactful. It is there where where giving 150% is mandatory for our performance in Smash. This dude drops nothing but knowledge. Nothing. So, and his, his music is like that. There's no joke songs. Oh no. That that Chuck D's taking parts of. Oh no. So I started a contest on Twitter, and I said the first person to send me a picture of Chuck D smiling gets a free item from the Black Out Tip store. Mm-hmm. Nobody could find a picture. Well, I guess we'll be keeping that item. Now I guess he read it mm-hmm. because he said, "Would it count if I sent you a picture of me from the first grade?" And I said, yeah, yes. of course that would count. Yes, if you yes. send me the picture, so you I will it. mail you whatever the fuck it is. Please take a picture of what I cuff. That would be awesome. Yes. But um, I will mail you whatever it is. And, and yes, of course you win. But I, I was started thinking about, I can't imagine Chuck D's childhood. No. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I could just picture, you know, like, hey, Chuck, you want to play musical chairs? And he's just like, oh, the white man's musical chairs. The music they co-opted from the black man years ago <laughs> to keep you moving every time the music stops. But at the end of the day, they keep taking away seats. And then you have nothing left to do but stand on your own two feet. No, thank you. I will not be playing musical chairs. I will be over here in the corner, Black Power. Yeah, I'm going to go read the autobiography of Malcolm X again. Yes. <laughs> like, I just picture, like, Chuck D. I, I just wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kids. Yeah. Chuck D., you want to go play Duck Duck Goose? Oh, so you can sit us in a circle and walk around us, getting ready to tap us on the head so that we can chase after the impossible dream, the dream of America that was built on the back of slaves? Yes, and I got to duck every day. Damn you and them ducks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ducking strays. You out here ducking for play, little white girl. Get away. <laughs> I can't picture Chuck D like dancing and shit. I can't no, see it, man. No. I, like I and the thing is, Chuck D was like he wasn't old when I first got introduced to Public Enemy. I was a kid, you know. But I I've never really seen him as a kid. Yes. Like I this nigga like 
He's hanging with Flavor Flav who has a clock on his shit. I've never seen Chuck ah! D laugh at this nigga once. Not once. With Not a, once. With a fucking plastic clock. He's got a big ass clock on. He's dancing and shit. Chuck D's like, it serves a purpose. Yes. That's it. So Everybody. black America can know what time it is. Yes. Wake up. Chuck D, he's the fucking man. I mean, yes. he's the man. Like, I'm amazed he followed me on Twitter. That means that he has seen postings of booty pics and jokes. Yes. That means he's... So yeah, he must have some sense of a humor. Yes. But he must keep his sense of humor inside. You know, I, I think people like that, they laugh inside, but their facial expressions don't show it. Maybe. I just, I can't even <laughs> picture, <laughs> I can't picture Chuck D laughing. People like, this is my laugh. Yeah, like I think Chuck Chuck D says, uh, I think he says LOL. Yes. Like he don't laugh. Like he says, no, no. Like he watches Chappelle show, and and then they, you know, uh, Rick James says, "What does the five fingers say to the face?" And it slaps Charlie Murphy, and then and then my man Chuck D goes, "LOL," and that's the end. <laughs> that's it. That was all the laughter that he needed, <laughs> yes. man. Like he was even when I asked him about uh, somebody else came in and was like, "Can you get Chuck D to give me a shout out?" Um, and I'm, I'm like, I don't, it's Twitter, he, I don't, I can't tell him what, he's Chuck fucking D, I'm not gonna That's tell right. him, no. I'm not gonna tell him what to do, nope. this man got way too much integrity to be dancing for y'all, I said that again, so, so, um, you know, that means he saw my blackface avatar this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, I'm about um, to see that and says, LOL, yeah, LOL, this nigga Rodimus Prime is funny, anyway, Flav, where's Terminator X, let's get back to this tour in Africa, and then he just drops some, like he just drops knowledge everywhere, man. Like, like can you imagine playing like freeze tag with him? Aww. You know, like oh, so you want me to freeze in place while you run around in your with your white entitlement? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, you want me to touch home base? Cause the only place that's safe is home, which is America. But in America, nobody is safe yes. if they got the color of skin that I got. Yes. My home ain't safe, woman. <laughs> But we all in the second grade. Yeah. <laughs> you got white people crying and shit. Yes. Like, I just can't. Like, I just picture him, like, schooling the history teacher. Yes. It's like, yeah, and I then think. for Thanksgiving, the Indians saved the pilgrims by giving them food. And they had a happy feast and everything was, hold up, I have a question. Damn it, Chuck. Ha! <laughs> Again. Ha! Ah. What is it? Was he like? I can't even imagine him being Charles. Like it was no a Chucky. I can't. I just imagine this nigga being Chuck D. His whole life. At yes. six. Yes. At six, he was Chuck. Like he was born. He came out the room and was Chuck D. Yes. Could Could you imagine him in an African American history teacher when he was in kindergarten talking to each other? That'd be a deep conversation. Yes. I I think he used to draw no. I think they would be like. Yeah, so, you know, Thanksgiving was this feast that the Indians gave to the pilgrims and saved them. He's like, ha, hold up, teacher. You mean, should the Indians be thankful because they was the only ones given? They gave up their land, gave up their women, raped by the white man, gave up, <laughs> gave up their lives in a battle, and then they were put on reservations, and now you want to give them casinos. Fuck Thanksgiving. Okay, Chuck. It's, um, it's all a... Yeah, but he be like, it's all a lie. I don't know where y'all be making up these yeah. damn stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all need to tell these kids the truth. Like kids bringing like turkeys and shit to say, I'm not eating that food. You put smallpox in that blanket, white man. <laughs> Fight the power. They be like, this candy was bought from the store. I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. I don't want that shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> What'd you put in this candy? Are you gonna try to trade it for me for my house when I get home? I won't have anywhere to live, white man. Fight the power. <laughs> I just picture him saying fight the power after everything too. Like yeah. fight the power. It's Valentine's Day, you know somebody gave him like a heart or a candy or a car. He he opened it up going, Love, what's love? Y'all didn't love me when I was born in the ghetto with nothing. <laughs> you think some sweethearts candy supposed to give me the love that I should have got from my country? The country that wants me out, yes. that keeps me under its thumb, fight the power. Yes. You got a nerve to give me sweet tarts, ain't that an oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't shit sweet about this land. No, fight all the them power. tarts. Yeah, <laughs> it's only tarts. Fight the power. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Chuck, but I really like you, Chuck D. I, I think it's just my image. I have so much respect for Chuck D. And yes. the fact that he's always dropping knowledge. Yes. I don't think I could possibly imagine him goofing off. No, no. You know? No, but, like, but, but you don't... You know Chuck D don't play no fucking video games or no. have an Xbox Live account. None of that shit. Like you never gonna see this nigga on like just like he like you're not gonna see this dude being like, you know what I wanna do today? Go to Six Flags. No, that that ain't good. Yeah. Nah. You're like, oh nah, my, I'm like, not tall enough to ride. Is that because the white man chops you off at the knees with his system of oppression and ah, racism? Ah. But I guess I'm supposed to grow tall enough in forty years to overcome all that so you can cut these entitlement programs. Yeah, fight the power. He'd be terrible at like modern warfare, and you know, because a lot of people go there and call each other niggas and all that stuff. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be off the chain. I'm gonna kill you, niggas. He's like, oh, you already done killed me inside, Charlie. Fight the power. LOL. Yeah. Like, what was it like when his friends would invite him over to play G.I. Joe's? Uh, that never went well either. He's like, I'm not joining this man's oppressionist. Army, how they got the black man and put the black man on the front line. I'm not doing that shit. I seen what happened. The people when they join the army, they end up dead, I tell you, dead. So, the, yeah. <laughs> so the only Negroes in your white man's G.I. Joe army is a nigga named Roadblock that has no sleeves and can't stop rhyming. And another nigga that got Arctic clothes is supposed to be named Alpine living up in the in the North Pole. Yes, and the baddest man in your army is a ninja, and that nigga don't speak. Fight yeah, he's a ninja that dresses in all black, and they call him Snake Eyes because he's unlucky. But then when you take off his mask, he's really a white man on the inside. Fight the power. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> what is this? Another example of nationalism gone wrong? You know these toys was made in China, right? Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> I want a cartoon made called where it's Charlie Brown, but they take it and replace Charlie Brown with a child Chuck D. And I want him to do the voice for it now as a grown man. Ah. And it could be like, Merry Christmas, Chuckie D. And then it could just be all that sad, depressing shit that happened to Charlie Brown, what happened to Chuck D, except he would then cuss their white asses out. Oh man, oh you you think you supposed to be a psychiatrist for a nickel? You're nickel and diming me out of my common sense trying to keep me in the same place, Lucy. And I'm not gonna kick your ball, cause just like a white man, every time I go to kick the ball in America, you move the ball. Fight the power. <laughs> you can imagine him talking to Snoopy. Snoopy would be a pet bull. <laughs> Come on here, Snoopy. <laughs> Lucy, put Linus, put that blanket up. You can't cover yourself in the blanket of white elitism. 
just because of your privilege. You think you can just walk around with that blanket, put the blanket down, and come down to the same level of a normal human being and see the un- the inequality throughout the system. Fight the power. Alright, man. So I was also thinking about this. Um, you know how like sometimes people die like young and stuff. Like it was like this dude was 26 and he died in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know, died of a heart attack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, she was home by herself and they just came and found her. You know, and she was you know she had passed out or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many of those deaths do you think are sexual related? Like it's sex deaths. Like, maybe somebody was jacking off in the shower, and then they died. And then we just lie, because, you know, that's embarrassing. You don't mm-hmm. want that in the paper. Nope. But people have to die fucking, but I've never seen an obituary that said anybody died fucking. Oh, no, they'll never tell you that. They would say natural causes or something like that. Yeah, so I wonder how much natural causes is just people, like, having sex and then dying during sex. and then Because, you know, if I come home... And there's a vibrator out still going. <laughs> and you passed out on the bed dead. I'm going to have the natural decency to at least cover you up and maybe throw you in the shower or something and be like, yeah, she died in the shower. You know? Because <laughs> I don't want you to suffer that type of embarrassment. Yeah, and it, it really is embarrassing. Even though everybody has sex, but yeah, that's not something you want in your obituary. Like, if you're having sex, in, like... You having sex with somebody and, and, and they die. Mm-hmm. Before you call 911, you, you gotta throw a bathrobe on them, right? You can't just leave them ah. laying naked with the, you know, it's like she still got a butt plug in her ass or whatever. It's like, I can't. 911 ah. don't need to know about this. No, they don't. 911 is a joke. Yes, it is. Fight the power, but I don't want your death to be a joke, Karen. Not no. so, you thank know. You for, thank you for caring. And I hope you do the same thing for me, you know. Whatever you have to do, just. Mm-hmm. Don't let me die this way. That's I all won't. I'm saying. Maybe I won't. Like, start a house fire if you have to. If you can't move me, ah! if you can't move me, just burn the whole place down so it never had to know. I just cover you up or something because I don't think I had strength to put you in the shower. I just cover you up. Like, is this hentai porn? Oh, no. no uh, this is going to be hard to explain. No, I was watching. I was yes. watching that. He, he was in the other room. No, no, he always sleep naked. He really yeah. does always sleep naked. Who still, has a, who still has a copy of the R. Kelly sex tape. I think we need to look into this. <laughs> this is an unusual amount of porn for one man, ma'am. Yes. Is all this legal? It looks like it's been downloaded. I know. Um, no, they'd be like, why do you have a hundred million thousand copies of Big Booty Girls Gone Wild on this computer? I don't know how I got this. <laughs> I'm legally blind. <laughs> Oh, uh, another thing I was thinking about, you know, with Spotify, you can um go back and listen to old albums, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've been listening to um some of the old albums, and I was listening to the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh-huh. And um, there's, on the Wu Forever. Oh, a lot of music, I definitely Yeah, they do have a lot of music. On Wu Forever, they start off with this thing called Wu Revolution, and it reminded, a revolution, it reminds me that... I never knew what the fuck Papa Wu was talking about. Papa Wu was this old black man, or I guess he sounded old. I never seen him. Who used to be on the Wu Tang albums and during back in the day, and he would drop that five percent of knowledge. Okay, five percent. I remember them dudes from school. Yeah, yeah. The five percent is like, oh, the black man is God, and the white man is the devil, and you know, they would drop like some half quoted verse from the Bible. Yes. That you didn't know what the fuck they're talking about. No. 
And I just realized when I was going back to listen to Wu-Tang Forever, I don't know what the fuck Papa Wu was ever talking about. Mm-mm. Like, it, 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 like listen to this. I'm, I'm going to play some for, for just a minute or two. These things just took over me. This took over my whole body. So I can't be deceived no more. I'm calling my black woman a bitch. I'm calling my people the and that's like ODB, you know, talking about how fucked up he is, right? Let's get to Papa Wu and what he has to say about the shit. I'm not sure what the slave cries have to do with anything, but I don't know. I would like that to be behind me all the time when I'm talking. <laughs> Rod, did you get done with those reports? Yeah, let me talk to you about those reports. Ah! <laughs> oh, 1997. <laughs> I want to be free. And tamarines and drums. <laughs> yes, the report should be done by the end of the day. The end of the day, white man. <laughs> Get out of my face. But later, uh, I, let me see. I'll play a couple more seconds. But I think eventually he gets into this math shit. And it's like, this is the part they always lost me. Man, woman, and child. So all you fake ass niggas think you're going to survive out here without your black woman? You're wrong. Attraction powers on the planet. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Like I love how five percent say shit that just has no base in fact or logic. They just say it no like a connection, fact. no purpose. It's like you think you're gonna survive out here with your strong black woman? Non sequitur. They have attraction powers on the planet. I don't need to explain that. You understand. And moving on. We are the original man, the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, ignored the universe. The population was 17 men, with the two men Indians, making a total of 19 million, 4 million, 400 million, all over the planet Earth. <laughs> I think he made that number up. This nigga said 19. He said 17 plus 2 made 19 million billion all over the earth. Yes. And in the background, some dude was like, Mandela! Mandela! Are y'all hearing this shit? Is that the same dude in the Waka Faka background? Waka! Waka! <laughs> this is why I skip this shit every time I listen, man. Let me play that back for a second. Let me see if I can play that. Y'all do the math. Do the math. population was 17 million with the two million Indians. They just took the Wu Tang just took a homeless nigga straight off the streets and was like, "Yes, you can do our intro to our most important album of all time." Wow! Oh man, 
17 million plus 2 million that makes 19 million to fill a billion in the earth. Mandela! Yes, Mandela! Mandela! <laughs> I, I need that dude from the background though. I wanted everything I say, I want that dude there. Hey man, you know you travel when you made that move, right? Want to be free! Now get a ball up. Oh, Mandela! <laughs> <laughs> 1997. <laughs> oh, God. I'm making this shit up as I go. I don't even know if they was hot anymore. I just, now I'm starting to doubt my own taste. <laughs> <laughs> I must have skipped that track every time or something. Yeah, I don't think there's no rap on it. Nope. It don't sound like it. Oh, God. All right, man. Um. So, yeah, what the fuck was he talking about? And what happened to him? Like, is Papa Wu somewhere still dropping random logic? Yes, beside his cardboard box. <laughs> like I need to find him and just have him around me all the time, confusing people and shit, so I can get away with what I'm doing. Oh yeah, he'll confuse the hell out of you. Sir, sir, can I, sir? Um, are you gonna pay for that? It looks like you're shoplifting and taking those DVDs straight out of there. And I go, Papa Wu, come here, Papa Wu, and then he just come over and be like, Oh, well, I guess you think the black man can steal, but you can't steal what's already being created by you. You see, it's not free if you've already put in the work. And I just want to be free! Oh, yes. The population of the Earth and the moon and the stars. Mandela! And when you're divided by the rivers and the water and the oceans, you know, to free the people, this is what you get. Mandela! 99 cents, man, you! Grimace! <laughs> Tyler Perry is a man. Fight <laughs> foul. Um, so you know how they say the first thing that aliens will see will be like uh, in space. They'll receive our radio transmissions from a long time ago because we shoot these waves into space and. Since they're not technically made of any matter, they'll never slow down. They'll just float forever in space until okay. aliens hear them. That's that's what they always say on those science fiction things. So, mm -hmm. what if TV signals get to aliens and they start paying attention? Because some of the first things on TV were cartoons. Yes. What if they get a hold of the old Acme cartoons? Oh. They'll think we are just a violent, ratchet species full of racism. No, they think we're cats and dogs and animals. Oh, that's true. That is yeah, true Bugs too. Bunny, Mickey Mouse, Donald <laughs> Duck, Goofy. Yeah, fuck that random thought. That is terrible. I didn't even think about it. They just show up like, why the bunnies ain't talking? Yes. Like, <laughs> There's no talking horses here. Yeah. Where's that comical rabbit? You call them bugs, I believe. Yes. Oh, uh, we Where's made that him mouse up. that was on a train that day? Also, we have created anvils. <laughs> <laughs> that drop from the sky and kill motherfuckers. Yes. So that's how people die. Um, you know how Abercrombie and Fitch is paying uh, Mike the situation mm -hmm. from Jersey Shore to not wear their clothes? Yes, sir. That's winning. If he was smart, I was thinking about this. If he's smart, why the fuck wouldn't he just start wearing nicer and nicer clothes? Because now he can really get paid. He's like, oh, I'm getting paid for Abercrombie and Fitch. They're not that fucking high end. Why don't I slide over to Nordstrom? See what they got going on in there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll buy me a watch. From Jacob the jeweler, and he could pay me to not wear his watch. You see what I'm saying? He could get. Yeah. He needs to pimp this. And if Snooky was smart, 
she would get one of them two thousand dollar pocketbooks from Nordstrom and rock that right. shit. And they maybe they would pay her to stop wearing it. Yes, I wish I wish somebody would pay me to stop wearing shit. Mm-hmm. You could pay me to stop wearing clothes. If it's enough money, I'm just be a nudist. <laughs> Thank you for the money, people. I'll wrap it up in the in the towel at least. Yeah, I mean the other thing too, man. Like I think spandex needs to get their money together and get. Snooky to stop wearing they products. Cause she's struggling. She had to struggle clothes when she go to the club, man. Yes, yes, yes. And this does not look good on her at all. She's like an Italian little Kim, man. Just, yes, just stuck in it. Ratchet for no reason. Alright, man. Let's do some news. Is that cool? That's cool with me. Alright. Um. Alright, so a bunch of shit happened this week. Okay. By the way, the news this week. I picked the good articles. Like, these are the articles I can make funny. Man, that was a lot of killing, depressing shit. Ain't a lot, like just, but just shit that made. Hey, man, let's just kill my kid. Fuck it, you know, just crazy shit like that. And these were the ones I thought were kind of like, well, I guess this is interesting, or there's something funny about this, or maybe it's just news you need to know. I don't know, but like, I there was so many articles I went through this week, and I was just like, nope, nope. Oh, raped with a sword? You know what? Not the same as sword ratching as that. I'm into. So, anyway. Whenever they find my Google searches after I die masturbating the hentai porn and caring for just to cover it up. I'm like, this dude's well, Google searches was crazy. Well, you better have a, um, well, by the time you die, they have something that you're going to be able to uh, tap on if your skin is going to delete all your, all your searches. Somebody does need to invent that. Yeah. Something that erase, but then again, you know, pedophiles will get a hold of that, and we need to catch them. Oh, but that's true. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. My <laughs> yeah. bad, my bad, my bad. Um, I, ain't, I ain't trying to let the real criminals go free. So here's an interesting story from ABC News. Let's uh, see what the hell this is about. What? No, nigga, this is not what I was trying to do. Uh, is that a commercial? This is a, how you have a link to something that isn't even about the article that it's attached to? Uh, Fuck you, ABC News. They try to like trick a me. And 15. I wonder, can you make it go fast? Nah, they try to trick me, Karen. Fuck this news story. Oh. Now, I'll just read it. <clears throat> a man, a penis amputee, received no damages in a Kentucky trial. Oh. Yes, two things no man wants to hear. Penis amputee. A unanimous jury. Wow, nobody was on this dude's side. Oh, they have a jury full of women, right? Full of angry women and shit. Maybe it's all his ex-girlfriends. You know, they was like, "Have you been divorced? Yes, you are on the track, right? <laughs> are you angry at every man you meet? Yes, you are on the trial. I see you're reading Steve Harvey's book. You're you're on the trial. Yes. Um, a unanimous jury ruled in favor of the, of the Kentucky doctor who amputated a portion of Philip Seaton's penis during the October 2007 circumcision to treat inflammation. Also, the guy who was getting circumcised and he snipped his penis. Uh, yeah, he snipped a piece of it off. Ew. The jury unanimously found that Dr. John Patterson exercised appropriate care when he removed a portion of Seton's penis after finding cancer and ruled 10 to 2 against Seton's claim, I thought they said it was unanimous, that uh, Patterson did not properly obtain consent to him before removing his penis. So I guess he was supposed to wake him up. Hey, hey, man, hey. I'm about to cut your penis off. Oh, okay, cool, man. Just let me know when you're done. So he's like, I saved your life. This nigga, I'm like, nah, you cut my penis. Right. You had penis cancer. You would have died. Well, I'm dead without my penis. I'm dead on the inside where it counts. 
we feel the interest of justice, justice has been served, said Clay Robinson, who is Patterson's attorney. Uh, when you hear about someone going in for a circumcision and it turns into a partial amputation, there's going to be a reaction. But it was pretty clear. It was a pretty clear cut case. There was no liability here. So I guess if they see it, like, oh, okay. So Seton, when he went to the doctor, everybody does this. He signed a consent form for routine circumcision. Now, most of the time, you sign shit, and nobody reads all that stuff. Within the signed forms, a disclaimer included the language that recognized Patterson's right to perform any further subject, su- surgery deemed necessary if unforeseen conditions arose. Because when they go in, they don't know what may happen, other issues may happen, you may have things that they might not know about, and so they might do things. So he said, hey, I went in, I would have done that, but I seen it was cancer, and his, I guess his thing, what's the point of me doing it? Having you come back and me recutting again. Yeah, or maybe it was, you know, just something fatal or something yeah. emergency. Just take care of it right away. Now, that still has to be a hell of a doctor's trip to wake up from. Yes. You wake up and have your penis is gone. That's going to, we're going to have to have a conversation. Yes, we is. Um, <clears throat> so, um, they basically said, yeah, you can perform any further subject, uh, surgery. He deemed necessary if unforeseen or unforeskin. That's what I'm saying. Up top. Uh, conditions arose. Seaton 64 sued Patterson in 2008 for removing part of his penis without permission. The trial got underway Monday. That's gotta suck, man. He's been suing his dude since 2008. The trial got underway Monday and was over Wednesday. He's <laughs> waiting all these years. It was like, it was like, oh, so it took you three years to get here? Okay, yeah, uh, we don't believe you need more people. Peace. Uh, oh, I mean piece of penis. That's all you have left. Anyway. Ah! Um, the tip of Seaton's penis had the appearance of rotten cauliflower. Oh. Because it was so inundated with cancer. And it may be too. A lot of people better realize when you don't circumcise bacteria, like all kinds of stuff gets on it. I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules, honestly, with people, other people's penises. Um, but what I do know is if your dick looks like cauliflower and you go in to get a checkup, shit might be going wrong with your dick. It's not supposed to look like uh, you're going to stir fry it. And then on top of that, he been looking at this shit. Like, the dude yes. knew this shit looked like that. That's not normal. Like, he has jacked a cauliflower dick before. That's right, Karen. That's right. Do you think he's going to look like ranch then? <laughs> well, all, doesn't doesn't all of it look like ranch? Oh yes, it does. If it's enough, um, but I'm, I'm I'm just saying, man, this dude, he had to know something was wrong. You can't be surprised when you go to the doctor with a, a penis the shape of broccoli or some shit, yes. and then your uh, penis is not supposed to look like food. Yeah, what do you mean something was wrong? It was a routine checkup. I wasn't feeling anything. Yeah. Uh, sir, your dick looks deformed. Yes, I wanted to dip your dick in some ranch. Yes. Apparently, that's, that's not this normal. is not, that is not normal. No, that's not. If you've ever looked at your own dip, it's hot. Dick is hot. Mmm. You know what would be good right now? Some chicken wings and some ranch. Yes. Yeah. If you ever thought that shit. You know, I could go for a salad. You shouldn't think that when you look uh, at your uh, own uh, dick. Uh. Don't need that cucumber. Yes. Yeah. Um... So, he only removed about an inch of the penis during the initial surgery before another surgeon removed the rest of the penis at a later date. Oh, so he ended up having that inch all removed anyway. Yeah, maybe it's like, well, fuck it. Take an inch, take a mile. Take it off. Wow. Take it off. He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it was a partial penectomy, a partial removal of the penis. Uh, mold surgery, a precise surgery used to remove several types of skin cancer, laser and radiation therapies were all options while treating penile cancer. Um, said Dr. Crawford, a professor of surgery at the University of Colorado Health Sciences Center. Because the surgeon said the cancer was so severe, Robinson told the courtroom that Patterson would, could treat it only by surgically removing the organ. Uh, Seaton also sued Louisville's Jewish Hospital where the surgery was performed. The hospital settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. Oh, so the hospital settled, but then he turned around and sued the doctor. Yeah, because uh, for a hospital, they, you know, they have funds and stuff for this, but malpractice can bankrupt and sometimes destroy a doctor's practice. Yes, so, sir. you know, probably, you know, doctor had to fight that. And if he made a choice that he really felt saved this guy's life, I wanted can to, you knock him? Oh, I want to be like, you're going to put this in, show pictures and all that. I mean, you had to, would have had to. What What option does this dude have now without a penis? That's what I want to know. I don't know. And, and, and this is something that become he could have saved. What, save? Yeah, he saved his penis on a shelf in a jar. You know, he can't save ah. it. Obviously, he couldn't save his penis, man. You know? <laughs> he's just, he just, he's like, you go, it's like when you get a bad haircut. He was like, hey man, just take a little off the edge and, uh, you know, trim the side down and, uh, you know, just leave most of it alone. It's like, oh, uh, no, oops. just take it all off. Yeah. Oh man, I gave you a buzz cut. Oh, sir, you Well, maybe he can, like, get his, flip his, no, no, not a prostate, uh, not a, um, it's not, it's not called a prostate, but ah! that will probably be how he has the rest of his orgasms from now on, through the prostate. Prosthetic. Oh, prosthetic. Yeah, but I, what I think will happen is um, I, he might need to look into the surgery to get his turned into an any from an outie. You know what I'm saying? Turn that thing into a vagina and go ahead and become a woman. Just fuck it, man. Why not? Ah! You never get pregnant. You ain't got no organs. Yeah, maybe they can do something with that. I don't, man, that's got to suck. Bad. Like, now he's just jacking off with two fingers. Like, oh, man. No fingers. You ain't got no penis. <laughs> Ouch. Well, speaking of penises. Okay. Perp failed by deputies' use of tex- testicle tactic. Oh. When Colorado cops arrived Monday at a Mesa County home to arrest uh, this guy, the 22-year-old began grappling with officers in an attempt to flee. When Fazio ignored repeated orders to stop resisting, a sheriff's deputy employed an unorthodox tactic to control him. I reached between his legs and grabbed his testicles until he stopped resisting and we were able to place him in handcuffs. He's like, nigga, you gonna stop moving. Beat your ass still. Said Deputy Hassan Hassan. He must have got tired of his ass. Constant pressure was not applied to Fazio in this maneuver as I let up soon as he quit resisting and gained compliance. Of course that worked. Yes. Grab a nigga's balls, you have his attention. Whether you're going to caress him or hurt them. Yes. Everything stops in that moment. <laughs> yes, it does. All slow motion. Like, oh, shit, you're serious. What do you want to talk about, officer? You wouldn't even have to apply pressure. You just hit touch you it. Yeah. Touch my balls, I'm going to stop. Okay, let's talk about this. This is out of control. <laughs> I know I'm on bad salts, but now I'm completely sober. You sobered me with that touch to the balls. Uh, while not taught at the police academy, uh, officials have defended the gonad grab as an appropriate way to control an unruly suspect like Fazio, who elbowed Hassan in the face during the scrum, causing lacerations to the deputy's lips. Mm. You hit my lips, I'm going to hit your balls. Uh, it is unclear whether the... Well, maybe Hassan's son is a woman and it was her vagina lips. 
in which case I don't feel, you know, I feel like that's equal. I don't feel bad for this thug at all. Nope. Uh, it is unclear whether the deputies are considering future use of related practices. Of course not. Like the purple knuckle or the atomic wedgie. Of course not. <laughs> this article is funny. Cops have attempted to arrest Fazio days earlier during the traffic stop, but he crawled out under the out the passenger window of a Volkswagen Jetta and disappeared into the bushes, leading into an open field. In his hassle to escape, he left behind his 21-month-old son in the vehicle. Wow. Yeah. So they, they even needed a punch in the balls just for that. Wow. I bet you he was like, you know what? I'm gonna be sure you don't never have another. Right. Let's stop this while we're ahead. Stop the balance. Uh, he abandoned the child and was crying in the car seat and had his arms over outstretched when approached by a deputy. Oh, yeah. you asshole. Mm. Well, speaking of nudity. Okay. Stephen Goh, 52, has been jailed for another 21 months after turning up naked for his trial in, at Perth Sheriff Court. Go appeared naked in the court dock and was found guilty of breaching the peace and being in contempt of court. How are you breaching the peace? You ain't breaching nothing but the L with your nakedness. <laughs> the court expects, uh, the sheriff Felcher told him, the court expects people to come here in a decent state of dress. Golf earned the little Nick, the title Naked Rambler. That's what they call him, Naked Rambler. Okay. By walking unclothed from Land's End to John O'Groats after quitting his job as a lorry driver. That so-called naked rambler. Wait, so he quit his job, took off all his clothes, and walked through town? Wow. So now he's back by checking his mental stability? I, right. Like he's gotta be crazy. Like Yes, there's something going Yeah. So uh they put him back behind bars after stripping off less than a minute for after being released from prison. So they released him from prison. And he immediately, he immediately took his clothes off. Ah! Maybe he just likes prison. He must do. Uh, Stephen Doe was arrested outside the Perth prison. This nigga was arrested outside of prison. Like, ah! Nothing sounds worse than, oh, where was you arrested? Oh, how'd they get you? Oh, man, I, they caught me as soon as I got out. I took my clothes back off and they put me back in and violated my probation. Almost immediately after he was released from his previous 21-month sentence, the hearing was initially held up while court staff found a sheet of brown paper for him to sit on for hygiene reasons. The former Royal Marine from East Lee in Hampshire has been behind bars in Scotland for much of the past decade. Wow. Maybe somebody on the outside is going to kill him or something. He's like, I just need to get back in prison where it's safe. It's something. He was like, y'all let me out here. I'm going to die. He's, re- he's been repeatedly arrested in the street outside Perth Prison by police waiting for him to be released at the end of each sentence. So, like, one group of cops opens the gate. The other cop is just, like, in a squad car with the back door open, waiting for him, tapping on that, like, come on. Just come on, take him off, and let's go. Sit on the brown paper. Thanks. He's All been right. doing this for years, then. Wow. He claims that arresting him for walking around naked is a breach of his human rights and his right to freedom of expression. No, nigga, don't nobody want to see your balls. Yes. And you know what's even funny? Like, I don't know if I believe in anything this strongly to keep getting arrested for. Mm-hmm. Like, after 21 months in prison, uh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. You guys seem pretty, pretty adamant that I need to keep my drawers on. Yes. So, um, at the house, that's one thing, but not in public. Well, speaking of nudity. Okay. Police in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, said... I know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's in the middle of nowhere. 
said a man who got drunk at the Sagebrush restaurant on Thursday evening caused $600 in damage to a vehicle that he spent the night in at a red carpet inn. He spent the night in the car? In, in the car. He went to a hotel, spent the night in somebody's car. Wow. Police said the vehicle's owner woke up Friday morning and found the man naked as he was getting out of the vehicle. Oh. You think this was uh, Dirty Mike and the boys from, uh, <laughs> from the other guys yes, doing uh, a soup kitchen in this man's car? I think so. $600 worth of damage? Ooh, that's a lot of sin. When the... Ha! When the owner looked inside his vehicle, he saw the man had thrown up and defecated on the back seat. Oh! Yep. The vehicle. My goodness! Wow. <laughs> he shit and threw up on the back seat of somebody else's car. Pissed on it too. If he did all that shit. <laughs> At that point, don't you have to complete the set? Yeah. Yes. It's almost a shame if you didn't piss in the car. I, I would be disappointed. You've done all the other bodily functions. Yes. Might as well get it over with. Uh, the vehicle owner originally wanted to press charges, but changed his mind when the man apologized, cleaned the vehicle, and paid to have the seat steam cleaned, police said. Oh, he's a good one. I'm like, fuck you. I don't want this car no more. Well, you know what's funny, man? Because um, I, I wonder what I would do. Because part of me is like, yeah, just fuck this guy, whatever. But honestly, man, if, if, if it was like, I got to go to trial, yeah, I got to get money like, to sue you, and you do an insurance company take you to small like, claims court, mm-hmm. it yeah. might actually be better to let this dude just, just buy some seat covers and let this dude clean your shit. <laughs> clean his shit, actually. Uh-huh. Clean his shit. Huh? Oh, and, man. I mean, he going to the special place. Don't take my shit no damn auto bail. Clean my fucking car. Man. Well, speaking of breaking it in, all right, this segue is not as good as but a couple of Pennsylvania newlyweds are behind bars after police say they were caught shoplifting food from a supermarket for their wedding reception. Uh, when they could go to the courthouse like we did then, damn. That's what's weird. Like, why wouldn't... Like, at no point, they never thought maybe we are too broke to get married. Yeah. We can't afford food for our wedding reception. The fuck are we doing? Yes, and, and my <laughs> thing is this. Marriage is a wonderful thing. But you know what? If your budget says no wedding, it's okay. Yeah, some people start off in debt because of their wedding. Yes, they do. These yes people no. these people are going to start off in jail because of their wedding. No. Uh, the Central Daily Times reports 32-year-old Arthur Phillips III and his bride, 22-year-old Brittany Lurch. Damn. So you know she was desperate to get married. She's 22, Karen. She's practically an old maid. At 22, shit, life just starting. <laughs> she needed to get hitched right away, Karen. Wow. Come hell or high water or stealing merchandise. That wasn't that damn important to me. Fuck that. We can put that on the down payment for a house. Uh, They were arrested Saturday after taking more than $1,000 in merchandise from Weegman's Supermarket in State College. $1,000? What the hell did they think they was going that much food? Patton Township police said the couple was captured on surveillance. Well, maybe it wasn't a lot of food, Karen. Maybe they took the nice shit because, I mean, we're stealing it anyway. So why not go for the filet mignon? You know what I'm saying? That's true. Up top. <laughs> police. <laughs> uh, they, were ca- they, were ca- they were caught on surveillance footage loading a shopping cart, leaving the store without paying. Damn, they just did this sloppy as hell. 
They just put it All in a cart and left. All these cameras, man. The grocery stores got grocery stores got more cameras than the damn bank. The couple admitted to taking the items when arrested. Police say the newlyweds told officers they'd been married a couple of days earlier and took the food from their for their wedding reception that afternoon. Uh, they were charged with misdemeanor counts and are being held on $2,500 bail, which, I mean, how can they afford to pay it if they had to steal food for the wedding reception? Yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's not worth it. There's nothing wrong with weddings and things like that, but fuck that. Y'all could have spent $35 and went to just the peace, said I do, and called it a day. The sad part is all those people sitting there at the wedding reception with nothing no to food. eat. Wondering when, when these two are going to show up. Um, yeah, so, this is... I thought this story was uh, special. Um, you know how you can... I didn't know that you can send just anything to um, to jail oh. for people. But apparently there's, there's a lot of stuff you can send to somebody's jail. I thought they checked all that shit. Well, let's check it out. He left a man dead, and now his girlfriend is facing serious charges. That's because the artwork wasn't made with the kind of paint you buy at a store. It was made out of drugs and mailed to him in prison. Here's News 13's Alex Tomlin. Dick Diane, prison officials say 47-year-old Sherry Stone was able to pull a fast one with a new technique to struggle drug, to smuggle drugs to prisoners. The prisoner licked the paintings and died. Now she's charged with his death. <laughs> son and yellow ducky look like any other children's drawing. There are notes about missing and loving daddy. But these are not normal watercolor pictures. The yellow paint is actually made with a crushed up drug. Grind it into a powder, mix it with water, and then use it as a kind of watercolor on a child's picture. The inmate then is able to lick the Suboxone off the page. Suboxone, a prescription drug meant to help heroin users kick the habit. But alone, Suboxone gives off its own euphoric high. Officials say that's probably how Joseph Segura felt before he overdosed on the drug and died inside the state prison in Los Lunas last year. You know that you know that heroin is a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. Because the only way to get off of heroin is with other drugs. That's, yeah, <laughs> heroin is serious. It's like, oh, you want heroin? Shit, yeah. Let's get you some more of this other drug to to, to fight you off. It. Like hair, who would ever? I would never try heroin. There's nothing cool Ooh. about that shit. Mm-mm. These paintings in the cell also tested positive for the drug. Shannon McReynolds with the Department of Corrections says this is a new technique, one they are adding to the list of things to look for in an inmate's mail. We also use uh, drug-sniffing dogs to detect, to detect these kinds of things. Every piece of mail sent to or from an inmate is opened and checked by prison officials. We cut all the stamps off. Inmates are not allowed to possess stamps in prison. That's because drug powder is often hidden on the sticky side. McReynolds says people go to great lengths to get drugs or other contraband to inmates. And they will try to make a separation between the layers of the card and insert black tar heroin or something like that in between the layers of the card. People will try to send in religious books and within the book there will be a cutout. The pages will be cut out in, a, in the shape of a cell phone. Nigga, what the hell is a black tar heroin? It's <laughs> a type of heroin, yeah. Like, you do OD'd on a child's page. Now, that, maybe that's as embarrassing as dying watching hentai videos. Yes. Um, it's like, he had two girls one cup on repeat. Yeah, but this dude died licking crayons. Yes. Like, what other kind of shit? Like, now they gotta check everything, you know? That's a damn job I would not want to have. 
No, man, like somebody, like, uh, what is this? Uh, I, I don't supposed to be, why are all these crayons white? Why are all these crayons the color of rocks? Ah! And what is this, a crayon pipe? Well, you don't need to smoke crayons. You don't need to smoke crayons. Wow, and who, and who would think of lining stuff with heroin and putting stuff on the backside of a stamp? Wow, people go through great lengths, don't they? Drugs, man, is some serious shit, man. Stay off the drugs. You want to keep working here, Kay? I will. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was also hilarious. Uh, let me allow it a second in case there's an ad before it starts. Because you never know what these things. Um, okay, it looks like it's going to start straight up. So, alright, let's uh, play this for the audience. <laughs> a man uses a semi to break into an adult store. Now, cops on the hunt for a creep with a dangerous sex drive. A criminal with a major sex drive robbed a local adult store. Yeah, the whole thing caught on tape, and he made off with one pricey toy. Our Harry Boomer has the developing news on this absurd crime. Well, Denise, the story isn't released in the video saying they don't want to encourage copycats, but there's plenty of evidence of how badly the highly sexed man wanted to satisfy his fantasies. What? No, they say the highly sexed man? Mm-hmm. Like, what is... It sounds like he's not highly sexy. He's breaking into a fucking adult mart at 2 in the morning the, the, to steal a sex toy. I think he's lowly sexed. Yeah, the news do that shit because it's a sex toy, so they quote-unquote crack all these jokes. A sexual deviant is responsible for knocking in the double doors at this adult mart on Cooper Foster Park Road in Lorraine County. He wasn't screwing around either. Once he drove the big rig into the doors, he ah. headed straight for an $800 sex toy. How should I describe it? What They said he wasn't screwing around either. Yeah, man, they got a I, lot of puns. This I is told you. Punny newscast. Yeah, and it's called Adult Mart. Yeah, he broke in with a with a, a big like a one of those eighteen wheelers. He had to deliver his load straight through those walls. Back to you, John. Ah. <laughs> About this. It was a lifelike size masturbator, complete with female genitalia with legs and buttocks. It was similar to. They <laughs> <laughs> went for the good stuff. Then he's like, "Fuck that! I want the real life." Like this nigga. Wait, how creepy is that? You just you got a sex toy that is the lower half of a woman. It's not even a sex doll. It's just the legs and the, like the vagina and shit. Wow. Like fucking a mannequin or something. <laughs> or the bottom of a mannequin. Not he even been a... having his eye on that one then. Yeah. He knew exactly where to take his ass to next door. I guarantee... He knew it wasn't up front. <laughs> I guarantee that they know who this is. He's the dude that's been walking around the $800 section for the last that's week and much. a half. Yes. He's that dude. Go be your store out. One day I'm going to get you, girl. You're going to be mine. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck. Yes. I'm gonna fuck the plastic out of this mannequin. Ah, ah, ah. I will tear your plastic up. This mannequin, but much more sexually explicit. He had to drop the anatomically correct sex toy off someplace because police found the semi and the man still in it about a quarter mile from where he stole it. When police showed up, the sex toy was not in the cab. The man jumped out from the truck and ran down some nearby tracks. He got away. The Lorraine County Sheriff's <laughs> Department says the pervert stole this red truck from the JT Container Company on Wolford Avenue in Elyria around 2 a.m. Monday. He smashed right through a couple of gates on his way out. He knocked this one off his hinges and plowed right through the other one. 
It will cost about $2,600 to repair them. The truck was damaged, including the mirror, almost getting knocked off. Now, this is not the first time this story's been hit up for sex toys. Back in September 2009, a man drove a car into the store. He picked up a similar sex toy, costing about 300 bucks, but he put it down and made off with one costing 150 bucks. Police Damn. think it's the same bandit? And it might be it. Damn. The masturbator bandit has struck again. Um, they never thought about putting no bars up or nothing in this shit. People driving vehicles through your store. I mean, Karen, if somebody wants to drive a fucking car through the door, they gonna get the sex toy. Uh, yeah. Like if like if any more security and this nigga will be taking hostages and shit. <laughs> That's true. And <laughs> I will kill everybody. Now hand me the bottom legs of that mannequin. I'm gonna fuck it. He said, Nah, hundred dollars. I'm gonna go to jail as quickly. Yeah, and he got away with. He got away with it. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't think the burglaries are related, but someone had to have heard this truck rumbling through the neighborhood at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Maybe somebody even saw it. Drop a dime on this fool. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to do emergency action here. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What the fuck news is this? The fuck is that? Drop a dime on this fool. I'm saving this fucking station. <laughs> For later, because I need to see more videos from me. These motherfuckers talking shit. They making puns. This is in Florida. I'm gonna have to drop a dime on these. Oh no, niggas. this is in Ohio. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. So of course it's another weekend. Yes, it is. Another day of the podcast. Yes, it is. What have we not talked about yet? Swords. Killer slew pair with sword while on parole. Oh. Kamini Padeachi. Less than a year after he was released on parole, a Chatsworth man who was jailed for murder and robbery participated in the brutal sword slayings of two men. Wow, he sounded like he should be on bleach. Yesterday, Ichigo Kurosaki yes. attacked... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yesterday, Adrian Viren, 31, of Chatsworth pleaded guilty to the August 8th murders of Kevin Duran, Naido, and Sebastian Chetty before... Durban High Court. Wow. The court was packed with relatives and friends of Chetty and Nido. The victims were both stabbed several times with Viren's samurai sword. Ooh. Chetty was also strangled with a tie. Damn. And what did they owe him some money or something? It's still his $800 sex toy? Must have. Good grief, man. He's like, you cut off my penis! Now, I can only live for revenge. I don't have a penis anymore. That music can kill Bill Star playing. Do you will, do you will. Yes, sir. You saw a dog. <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. It's me, the dude whose penis you amputated. <laughs> now my sword is my penis. Yes. You feel its wrath. Or um, Mickey Sapi. Viren's <laughs> co-accused J. Enderin Bob Sinunath. Sunath is expected to go on trial, so it's, I guess it's conspirators going on trial for the murders too. Uh, in this plea, read out to the court, attorney T. Pillay Vernon said, Vernon said he had sold Nido a television set for R6000, but he was only paid R4600. Don't know what that means. Country, I'm like, that makes no sense. What the hell is we talking about? He sold the returner forever. Uh, I took. I called Kevin a few times and requested money that he owed me, and he promised to pay. This went on for about a week. Oh, yeah. That shit. Oh, okay. You don't want to pay. This is the problem with swords. Because mm-hmm. when you have a sword, 
five days seems long enough between wanting your money and having to kill a nigga. Ah! Yes, that is. The time just shortens depending on how long the sword is. Yes, sir. It's like a samurai sword. That's seven days to get my money, man. You hear me sharpening my blade in the background? I'm coming for your ass. So, on August 6th, he asked him to return the TV set. Kevin assured me he will pay them when the money the money he's owed and requested I get two more TV sets for his relatives. He added that, the what? Nigga, no, you can't owe me money. And then be like, look, man, get two more TVs. I'm gonna have it. I know I ain't got your money that's for That's why first. he got cut. Yeah, that's what it was. He was like, oh, okay, I'll get you two more TVs. Oh, two TVs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, won't you meet me out back around midnight? Mm-hmm. I have both of the TVs for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come, uh, come along. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you don't, whatever you do, don't bring a sword or a gun or a taser. Nope. Just come on arm. Um, on August 8th, he told him to meet him at a house in Shallcross near Chatsworth to fetch the other two TV sets. He described how he led Nido and then Chetty to his house where they were stabbed. Bob said I should bring them one by one into the house. I told, I took Kevin to the house first. I held him from the back and Bob stabbed him with the sword. Now that's dangerous. If I'm holding somebody, don't stab him while I'm holding him with the sword. You can go through him and get me. I walked back towards the road and called Sebastian and told him Kevin needed help to carry the TV sets. As Sebastian entered the house, I grabbed him and Rob stabbed him with the sword. He screamed and I strangled him with the tie. Damn. Man, these dudes weren't trying to cover up shit. No, they was not. Mad about them TVs. Yes, them TVs must have been expensive. Whatever, 000406 must have been a hell of a lot of money in their country. Exactly, man. Uh, state advocate Rhea Mina said that aggravation of the sentence and the cold-blooded murders had been committed because Viren wanted to rob Nido. Viren had previously previous convictions for robbery and murder and had been paroled from prison in October. It's funny how criminals think. Like, this dude is in trial, on trial and he's thinking to himself, yeah, I, I killed him. I'm not going to argue that, which is actually the most crucial part of the trial. Yes. But this nigga owe me money, son. <laughs> Why didn't he just pay for the TV, your honor? This is not street justice, son. Yeah, the judge, judge is like, yeah, um, yeah, that's open and shut, bro. Yes, sorry. You going to jail. Uh, alright, so, you remember how last week we had a story where somebody stabbed and killed their great-grandmother with a sword. Yeah. And stabbed their mother with a sword because he was playing Halo. Yeah, you know, and he couldn't take it no more. Well, frustrated with video game, teen kills his baby sister. His baby sister. Yep. Investigators are now building their case against a boy who's 13, was and he was arrested in connection with the death of his nine-month-old baby sister. Nine-month-old. Yeah. Well, sometimes Madden be cheating, Karen. Okay. And they ain't right. Watching her or something. I don't know, but Matt sometimes got to pay. 13-year-old, is that old enough to watch a 9-month-old? I don't Hell know. no. 13-year-olds are not mature. Uh, officers were called to, to a metro hospital on August 16th after doctors said the baby's injuries were not consistent with the explanation given by the girl's parents. The court documents indicate... to cover up. Possibly. Or maybe he lied to the parents. Oh, now that's true, too, now. Court documents indicated the child was treated at a children's hospital... Well, I, I watched that. I watched that show. That is not a good place to take a baby. No, take him somewhere else. For severe brain injury and skull fracture, Ooh. Christian Rivera told police he was playing video games when his baby sister fell and started to cry. Uh, he then he told Rivera told officers that he became angry and frustrated when his character in the video game 
he was playing was killed. He picked up the girl and shook her. He then went back to playing the game as the child cried and eventually fell asleep. The baby died of her injuries on Friday. And they booked the kid, but no charges were filed. Well, sometimes, you know, maybe he didn't get to save first, Karen. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're playing Madden, and you haven't saved the season yet. Your girl comes in, and now it's time to talk about her day. And you don't have eight hours of podcast to discuss the week about. So now, you got to shake somebody to death. It happens. It's, video games are hard, Karen. I would whoop his ass. I don't, I, well, whooping that ass ain't gonna bring that baby back. It, no, it's not. I don't know, man. That's a wrap, dude. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't. That got to be very, very because you love all your children, so mm-hmm. that has got to be very, very frustrating. And um, it depends on the maturity of thirteen, but most thirteen-year-olds can barely take care of themselves. Yeah. They, they are not at the age that they can handle us. Like, can he child. even comprehend what he's doing and shaking baby I, I, syndrome I and all you, that shit? I bet you he has no idea. That's why I said thirteen-year-old. They might be old enough to stay at home by themselves. Maybe for some parents, but they're not old enough to watch a younger brother and sister, no. Well, Delaware, Ohio, August 21st, an Ohio man with a urine fetish returned to jail for violating his parole by threatening his probation officer, police said. Oh. Alan D. Patton, who's 59, of Columbus, reportedly was angry about the condition of his court-ordered probation and repeatedly harassed and threatened his probation officer via phone on July 14th. Uh, Patton also allegedly tested positive for meth. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I mean, really. You start with your bird to lead there, article. I think he was more of, more of the problem was he was on crystal meth. Yes, and you got evidence that you harassed the parole officer by phone. Come on, dog. Um, the man denied allegations in court that he was ordered, but well, he was ordered back to jail. So he said, no, I didn't do this, but... I mean, isn't him getting tested positive for meth, isn't that open and shut? Yes, that's freaking parole right there. Patton pleaded guilty to criminal mischief in February for loitering outside of a restaurant bathroom. He was sentenced to 30 days in jail, then five years of house arrest. He was further ordered to wear a GPS device and is forbidden to use public restrooms. Well, damn. That's right. The GPS device is what prompted Patton to allegedly harass his probation officer. Patton was admitted to having, he has admitted, to having a fetish for boys' urine. And has an extensive criminal record dating back to 1978. Ooh. So he likes to to drink boys' urine. I remember reading this earlier. Wow. Charges against him include voyeurism. What's a voyeurism? That's like naked. Like the dude that want to be naked all the time. Okay. Public indecency. That's also nudity. Criminal mischief. Mm -hmm. And of course, rape. Wow. (laughs) You know. And this, he gets mad because they won't know where his ass is at all times. This, Word. This news website has a tremendous problem with not ordering things at priority. You start with rape. Ah, yes. Who's a fucking rapist? And you're yes. like, he likes to get naked. He pees sometimes. He was fetish. Violates parole. <laughs> we didn't say shit about rape to the last period. I'm thinking, I think the title should be Meth Head Rapist Back in Jail Where He Belongs. That's what I would name Yes. It. Now, these people here, they know how to name an article, Karen. Cross-dressing suspect robs door with pennies on his head. Ah! Now, that's a title. Good job. Yes, that is a title. Um, to Dallas, police are asking for the public's help to identify the man who robbed an Exxon convenience store. 
on Lemon Avenue early Tuesday morning. In the surveillance video, the robbery suspect is wearing what appears to be black and white flower patent dress with ankle-high white boots. So, of course, he has to have the dress on the complete set. But, that wasn't all, Karen. He covered his face with underwear. That's right. After entering the store at 5.30 a.m., the suspect pointed that he what looked to be a gun hidden under his dress at the cashier and then at a customer. The man took money from both, then fled to an unknown direction. He's described as 5'5", 145 pound male. Anyone with information, check him out. Uh, Think it was his drawers? No. Could you imagine the woman going, it's still my drawers. I know them drawers. Yeah. <laughs> flower, <laughs> flower print. So that's what my, that, see, you know how you always wonder like, where do my clothes go? Yes. Maybe that's where they go, Karen. You know, you go you go to the dryer and you're like, man, I can't find those underwear. I, I thought I had, oh, wait a minute. I think they were used in a robbery. Um, now, this is, I'm not going to play this. I, I'm not even going to play the clip. I'm just going to read the article. Um, Fox News guest Bill Cunningham condoned beating as an appropriate form of punishment for kids on Sean Hannity's show on Tuesday. Now, Sean Hannity is a dick. Yes, Fox News is bullshit. Yes, they are too. But I 100% agree with BB Kids. I'm sorry. What can I say? Uh, just because I'm not going to kill the messenger, just because I don't like that dude and he's a douchebag, it doesn't mean that this guy's wrong. No, and my thing is that children need discipline. And I don't know what about letting your child do whatever the fuck they want to is cool in our country now. That's yeah. how your kid is up stabbing you, covering up the crime, and having a big ass party while you up there still. While his other. <laughs> when it, Hannity has touched a parenting hot potato when asked how far was too far when it comes to disciplining kids. While his other guest, New York prosecutor Anna Sigurd Nicolazzi, aired against the corporal punishment, uh, conservative radio host Bill Cunningham was in favor of it. In fact, he urged parents, I say beat kids appropriately and with love. And I agree with that. You don't abuse them. Yeah, but you beat them with them love. Know I ain't taking no bullshit and you don't run nothing because you don't pay for shit. And it's not that complex. They're trying to turn it into this like... See, this is how, it, it, if you burn them with a cigarette, isn't that, some people might think that's love. No, no, that's not what we're saying. No. Saying you don't kill your fucking kid. Yes, you might want to actually, you know, do this thing called talking to him. Yeah. You might not use it as a first resort. But yeah, it's never off the table. It's the big joker. That, that shit matters. And I don't know who these people are that think, look, some kids, I'm sure, can be raised without laying a finger on them. There's yes, some kids. Yes, there's some kids that are just fucking good and they're, they're not rebellious and they don't need that kind of shit. The rules. There's some children like with Layla. Time out. Oh my gosh. Time out is like petrifying to her because she can't stand not being involved in shit. Yes. So it depends on your child. Every child different. But my black ass, I look at you like, huh? Yeah, you have to beat me because, you know, just that, that normal shit didn't work on my ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe they just ain't met the kids I met, but <laughs> yeah. some of these niggas yeah. be ass with them. Yes, they, they do. Because like I remember that ass. Oh, I don't need to do that shit no more. Okay. Like a quick stomach punch is just enough yeah. for me. I'm not their parents, but, no. you know, if I'm playing ball with one of these little ratchet motherfuckers, I would just love to just uppercut one right to the stomach and act like nothing happened. And be like, I don't know why Timmy is laying on the ground. Uh, while Nicolose Nicolaze insisted on looking at the degree of abuse, both Cunningham and Hannity appear skeptical of arresting parents for administering punishment. They said uh, they both received as kids. So, 
you know, the kind of, and the, and the, the punishments that they receive, that's the only thing they can measure by. You know, they're not talking about, well, I beat this person with a, with a hose. You're like, okay, I don't oh, know. That's, that's too far. Yeah, I don't know about that shit. I just know that uh, spanking wasn't outrageous in my house. Mm-mm. But anyway, man. And, and for most parents, a spanking is not the first choice. Believe you me, most parents have told your child over and over again. But after a while, that repeat shit, you ain't trying to hear that. You're like, okay, nigga, you don't want to hear me? Boop, that'll get your attention. All right. So, welfare drug testing yields 2% positive results in Florida. So, the reason this is important is because this is a huge conservative talking point. Uh, yeah, they always uh, for this, I hear this all the time. Um, it's one of those things that comes up routinely when they talk about cutting costs, and they say, "Well, you got these people leeching off the system on drugs, living in the projects, and then they shouldn't be getting any government assistance if you're on drugs." So, you know, normally this shit gets shot down because if you're for smaller government then you would realize this isn't a way to cut costs because all you're going to do is create a bunch of more government jobs and, and money to go actually test these people. And then if you don't find a high percentage of people on drugs, all you did was create a bunch of spending. But 2% were... You know, it's like the conservatives who want every woman to have to get an ultrasound before she can get an abortion. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Right, it's just, it spends more money. It, does, it doesn't save any money anywhere. No. You're supposed to be against social uh, programs. You're supposed to be against spending too much money. And here you are creating more government jobs, more spending, and ultimately for what result? Um, Tallahassee, since the state began testing welfare applicants uh, for drugs in July, about 2% have tested positive preliminary data shows. 96% proved to be drug-free, leaving the state on the hook to reimburse the cost of their test. Yes, that's some bullshit. So, because they even made it like, if you fail the test, not only are you off welfare or whatever, but you got to pay back the cost of your test, poor person. Create Which the they money. never are going to get back from these people. Right. Initi- the initiative may save the state a few dollars anyway, bearing out one of Governor, Governor Rick Scott's arguments for implementing it. But the low test fail rate undercuts another of his arguments that people on welfare are more likely to use drugs. No, the people on welfare don't want to do drugs. That's why they working their asses off so they can not do drugs. Well, that's just this idea that welfare leaves this huge amount of money for people to go out and Huge do amount? Shit. What the fuck? They're not paying these people billions of dollars. They're not giving these people no money. I know, Cam. Me and you both know that. Um, my family, I've had members on welfare. Me too. I, I was on free and reduced lunch. They, they, don't, they yeah. don't pay enough for this lavish life that y'all, that they think that poor people are living. Right. What happens is you find a couple of examples of people that are completely gaming the system somehow and then they use those examples to measure everybody by. You know, like, oh, well, this one woman, I know her, she got 12 kids, she gets $5,000 per kid, and then she does this, and she lives in this type of home, and now she's rich. And you're like, yeah, no, why? The average person on the government assistant isn't doing all that. No. I lost my job, and I need fucking help. I need food stamps, and I'm not going to take my food stamps and go to fucking Red Lobster with it. Say that again. Um, so... At Scott's urging, the legislator implemented the new requirement earlier this year that applicants for temporary cash assistance pass a drug test before collecting any benefits. The law, which took effect July 1st, requires applicants to pay for their own drug tests. Those whose tests are drug-free are reimbursed by the state. Those who fail cannot benefit, cannot receive benefits for a year. 
having begun the drug test in mid-July. So now this another, and that's another deterrent they have too. They make you pay. They make you pay for it. So basically, they're, so, they're discouraging you for signing up if you do have any type of drug problem. But also, they're discouraging you from even getting welfare, getting government help. Because you right, because you might not have the money. Wow. Right. So now you gotta have come up with thirty dollars to get the government assistance that you supposedly need. So they basically find a loophole to charge you for government assistance. Yeah. Um. Or to try to charge you to. To bet you, if, if you will. Um, having begun the drug test in mid-July, the State Department of Children and Families is still tabulating the results, but at least a 1,000 welfare applicants took the drug test through mid-August, according to the department, which expects at least 1,500 applicants to take the test monthly. So far, they say about 2% of the applicants are failing the drug test. Another 2% are not completing the application process for reasons unspecified. Um, cost of the test averages about $30. Uh, assuming that 1,000 to 1,500 applicants take the test every month, the state will owe about $28,000 to $43,000 monthly in reimbursements to those who test drug-free. So you're costing the state, because uh, you're getting people the money back. Yeah. So why charge them in the first place? That, the savings assume, I mean, that compares roughly to the $32,000 to $48,000 the state may save on one month's worth of rejected applicants. So... They're, they're basically doing the math and saying, okay, if we reject enough percentage of people, it'll pay for a lot of the tests in general. Now, what's funny to me is that they're only counting the test as the cost. But what about the employees? What about their benefits? What about the facilities you use? Like, are all these things free? No, that's just not free. Savers assume that 20 to 30 people... Uh, 2% of the 1,000 to 1,500 tested. Fail the drug test every month. On average, welfare recipients cost the state $134 in monthly benefits. A hundred and th- in 30 days, you get $134? Right. That's fucking groceries. Right. This Not is no bills, no cars. Keep in mind, these are the same people that won't even raise taxes back to the pre-George Bush cuts. These are the same people that that, that, find, that we're going to find ways to get poor people off the tit of the government and raise uh, to stop spending. But we will not consider even the smallest tax rate hike for the highest earners in the country because we're going to find the money in the poor people's wallets. That's their idea. Which, and to me... That- $134 a month oh for God. one person. They're going to find... They're going to balance the fucking deficit with $134 from a poor person. No, that, that's, that's impossible. And it's very, very dumb and very uh, idiotic logic because the poor people don't have anything to give you. Just like they was talking about before about how uh, everybody should carry their fair share and about how um, a lot of people uh, get returns. They don't make any fucking money. That's why they get returns. Yeah, so basically what they're saying is uh, you can save this $134 a month per person and then if you reject enough people then you can save enough annually to kind of subs- you know subsidize the cost of these tests and my the problem I have is that it's like this now but as time goes on they're going to constantly make it so tight that people that would qualify they'll find a way to start rejecting people yeah and it, well, what's, what I'm worried about isn't that it's just that there's at the at the most they're gonna get a hundred thousand dollars out of this if they reject you know in twelve months 
like, you have a, you, like, the, the program itself costs $178 million for a year. You're, gonna, you're doing all this to save $100,000? $178 million. And what I would like to see investigated is how many friends does he have in this drug testing industry? Just like the prison, the, the way that they privatize the prison industrial complex. And what you don't see behind the scenes is... may even came up with this idea. Yeah, like that judge we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where he was getting bribes and, and hookups to send kids to juvenile yeah. detention centers. That's right. Like, I would I would not be surprised if, if they're big donors to his campaign or they're people that are paying for him to do shit to, you know, like, hey, now we have our fingers in this drug testing facility game. Send some customers our way. Okay, how about everyone who's on welfare? Well, and they sell it to you using the emotional anger that most people have about people on quote-unquote entitlement programs. And the sad part about it is that there are more non-ethnic people on this program. And so this affects them a whole lot hell of more than it affects us. But when they present it to the general public, it's all, all black people and Hispanics on this shit. Yeah, and it says here, the as yet uncalculated cost of staff hours and other resources for DCF has had to spend on implementing the program may wipe out most or all the apparent savings. Wow, what's the fucking part of the program then? It's really ridiculous, man. Um, speaking of welfare, last story. Woman encouraged husband to have sex with 12-year-old girl so that she would get pregnant and they could claim more benefits. Did she not think they were going to find out he was the father? Uh, it doesn't matter. This is the point that, that, I, that I'm talking about. This is the story that they show you to make you mad, to make you say, this is why they need to be drug tested, we need to keep these people off of welfare, because people out here gaming the system. Meanwhile, this is a very extreme case. Nobody else is going to do this. No, they're not. You know, but if you roll this story out here, it immediately triggers outrage, because you're like, what the fuck this guy? He shouldn't be getting government money, my tax money, to, to fuck a 12-year-old and get more babies so he can get more babies on the system. And of course, guess the race, Karen? They're white. Yep. A woman encouraged her husband to have sex with a 12-year-old girl so that she would get pregnant and they could claim extra cash benefits. Alicia Bouchard even sat and watched her 26-year-old husband have sex with an underage girl at the Florida home. Oh, Florida. <laughs> yeah, oh, Florida. According to an arrest warrant, the 41-year-old wanted the girl to fall pregnant so that she and her husband would have extra income from state benefits. My question is this. Where are this girl's parents? I don't know. Obviously. Uh, Bouchard is alleged to have uh, actively encouraged her husband to sleep with the girl who had been staying at their home. The sex and benefit scam began after the girl who had not been named told Bouchard that she was sexually active. So the 12 year old was like, yes, I've had sex. And he's like, she's like, okay, cool. You gotta have sex with my husband. We're gonna get this money. Wow. Mrs. Bouchard is alleged to have persuaded her to sleep with her husband, Matt, telling her that the worst that could happen is you will get pregnant. Her husband told authorities after his arrest of the underage sex charges that it was his wife's goal that a pregnancy would lead to more income for the household. Oh, okay, okay, Right. Police began investigating the Bouchards after they received a complaint that the girl had been sexually abused or was being sexually abused. 
The arrest report does not reveal how the 12-year-old girl came to live with the married couple, but is believed to be a family friend. Mr. Bouchard was arrested on sex abuse charges last October and has been in jail ever since. Uh, his wife's involvement began became apparent uh, when investigators talked to the 12-year-old girl after she was placed in the shelter. Investigators also obtained a letter from Mrs. Bouchard sent to the girl after she was in the shelter. In the letter, she apologized to the girl for forcing her to watch her and her husband have sex and also said it was a mistake to watch her husband have sex with the 12-year-old victim. Opening the shut case, Watson. Wow. Damn. She's an idiot. She, she wrote that she's dang sure she should not have allowed her to have sex with Matt. Word. One thing, I may be a little hazy on the other sexual abuse, but I'm pretty certain should not have allowed you to have sex with my husband. Nope. To get pregnant, to get more welfare money. Uh, Bouchard was booked on into jail on charges of being a principal to a sexual battery, soliciting sexual activity with a child, and principal to child abuse. Her bond has been set at $70,000. Wow. Yep. So, there you go. That's both sides of it. This is the sensational story that gets you angry and riled up. And the other is the actual reality of trying to call, create this, this solution to to get people off of welfare. And the funny part is in the story, they tell you, y'all not going to save any fucking money. Yeah, they just don't give a fuck, man. Um, Alright. Well, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast. Uh, for you guys listening live, thank you. Shout out to the chat room. Yes, yes. I see all you guys in there, and uh, we appreciate you guys participating. Uh, I know Bell Nikki was in there, Canuck Dude, Delfrano, Soul Glow, Trojan Scooter, Unavowed Genius, and Yarok Sarah, which I've, n- I've never never seen that one before. Yeah, so I thank you. And Phenom Black was in there earlier. Yeah, Phenom Black was in there. Actually he called me on the phone during the show, which is not professional. But thank you guys for um hey, for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um of, of course this show was sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. If you go to their site and you use the code Cray Cray. All one word, lowercase, no spaces, um, to buy anything is ten percent off. Buy audio play. Yes. Our audio play is uh, directing shit and stars me and Karen. Yep, yep. Listen to our acting debut, if you will. I know, right? Um, also, don't forget you can call the show Saturday morning uh, around 10, 10 or so. We'll be live on Ustream. And you can check us out, 704-557-0186. Uh, we normally take calls at the end of the show. Um, don't forget you can email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, also, go to, when you go to theblackouttips.com, don't forget to vote in the polls. Please do, guys. You know, we appreciate that. Vote in the poll, leave a comment. Um, you know, we love to read the comments on Saturday mornings. Um, uh, we're both on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again. That is in D-A-T. And when you go to the Blackout Tips, bunch of shit there. Don't forget to go to the store and you can donate and... All that great stuff, and leave us five star iTunes reviews because we read them on the sto- on the show live every Saturday. Yes, we do. No matter what they say, we read them. No matter what they say, y'all. Um. So, until uh, next time, fight the power. <laughs> I love you. Me too. Mwah.
more than years of your sex. Don't worry, 